0: Hey, folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing. So, thank you. Not a whole lot on the homestead it's just been so hot and no rain and we always get to this point the rain will eventually come again as it always does as my father says but sometimes it makes you wonder so father thank you for today thank you for you and your son jesus christ and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time that you've given to record this podcast. The people that listen to it and share it, please be with them and their families. Bless them. Guide them. Be with our nation. Be with those across the country who Teach and educate our children. Teachers, administrators, counselors, parents. Whether it's public school or private school or home school. Give them wisdom and courage and help us to teach our children truth. And God, my words, Father, please, in your son's name we pray, amen. So I didn't do a very good job last time, obviously, of reading through uh, some of these quotes, and so we're going to go back and read through some of them, um, just real quickly, those of y'all, if you didn't. Listen to the last podcast, the basic premise uh, that we talk about so, so often on this podcast is you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American. Um, But we can't have freedom and liberty in our republic without a people who follow the teachings of Christ. And our founders knew that. And this idea of separation of church and state today uh, that's been so destructive and has reached out tentacles of darkness into all areas of our life, society, culture. The lie is that, that these two thoughts are mutually exclusive, that in order to have freedom of religion, you, you can't have Christianity in the public sphere. And what our founders knew is not that at all. They knew that you couldn't force a person into faith or out of faith, but they also knew based on history and the countries that they had seen. And what history after our founding has only reinforced the 20th century is chalk full examples of countries that have moved farther away from God and when you move farther away from God you get closer to dictatorship totalitarianism slaughter chaos anarchy violence again and again and and we don't know history we don't teach it anymore uh, for a number of reasons we'll as the school year gets closer we'll get back into talking about education More, especially with all the school choice bills being passed in states across the country. But at any rate, I'm starting to go off down a rabbit trail. You can't have America without the teachings of Christ, not having freedom and liberty. And so we read a couple of verses from the Bible talking about, you know, you got a choice to make, and it's free will and we were given free will by God, and our founders followed this example, right? They knew that we had to be able to choose. And I'm going to read just a sentence or two out of the Founders Bible by the Wall Builders organization, Dr. Barton. Uh, You can find the quotes that I'm going to use in a number of places, but this particular, these couple lines are out of that. Bible. Christian leaders embraced the free market approach to religion in America from the very beginning, establishing it both in law and policy, first in the colonies and then afterward when the colonies became states. Significantly, those early Christian leaders did not embrace this approach because they were indifferent to Christianity or because they believed all religions equal for they held an opposite position on both points. But based on biblical teachings, they believed that individuals must make their own voluntary choices about their faith and then live with the results, even if that choice meant the difference between heaven and hell. And so the deal here is our founders knew we had to have freedom of religion. They just believed in Christianity so much that they knew that if given a trial they felt that people would choose that on their own and they knew that they had to choose one and they couldn't be forced into it and they also warned though that if we didn't choose to follow those principles if we weren't weren't as john adams said if we weren't a moral and religious people our government wouldn't stand up if we weren't a christian people our government wouldn't stand up and, and you see that today and that's part of that choice that we get on an individual on an individual basis. The choice for us is between heaven and hell for all eternity. We either choose to follow Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and turn to him for repentance of sins and forgiveness through the blood that he shed on the cross, or we don't. And every single person, every single person in the history of the world makes that choice, right, to, to, to serve God or not. Even before Christ, there was the choice there, right? To serve God or not. It was in a way that I don't quite understand. But that's because I'm not God, thankfully. So. And I lost my picture. Oh, there we go. So, wonderful quote by Thomas Jefferson. Truth can stand by itself, if there be but one right religion, and Christianity that one. We should wish to see the 999 wandering sects or denominations gathered into the fold of truth. But against such a majority, we cannot effect this by force. Reason and persuasion are the only practicable instruments. To make way for these, free inquiry must be indulged. And how can we wish others to indulge it while we refuse it ourselves? So you see his point. Christianity, the only true religion, and you want to convince everybody else of this truth, you have to do it by reason, by persuasion. That's the wonderful thing about Christianity. Uh, It's a great Wesleyan tradition from the Methodist Church, if you're familiar with it at all. You don't put your brain your mind up on a shelf when you become a Christian that's another modern lie that has been sold you're gonna need your mind I think CS Lewis made a quote somewhat like this I'll have to go find it maybe in mere Christianity you're gonna need your brain more than ever when you become a Christian you're gonna have to engage it more fully as a Christian than you ever would have without it and so you know Jefferson's saying look We want all these people to come to Christianity, which is just a phenomenal quote, because the left loves to use Jefferson as the, you know, the atheist agnostic at best, I suppose, just and totally against Christianity. And here he is saying, we want people to come to the one true religion. But we can only do it with reason and persuasion. We can't do it by force. We've got to offer people the choice to come to the truth or not on their own. Heaven and hell, folks. Noah Webster, uh, judge, legislator, worked on the U.S. Constitution. Let us reject the spirit of making proselytes to particular creeds, by any other means than persuasion, right? Uh, He was extremely Christian. We've talked about him a number of times on the podcast. We'll come back to him again. And he's saying, look, you know, as this devout Christian, this person that put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we've got to affect people to help them make that choice. By persuasion, not by force. James Madison. If the public homage of a people can ever be worthy of the favorable regard of the holy and omnis- omniscient being to whom it is addressed, it must be that in which those who join in it are guided only by their free choice, by the impulses of their hearts and the dictates of their consciences and such a spectacle must be exciting to all christian nations again showing you know that we are a christian nation by implying it we're going to give this freedom of religion freedom of worship freedom of choice in the hopes that people choose wisely that we're a wise that's a great quote by patrick henry you know god's given us all these blessings he said in And what's, you know, how are we going to make use of it? It will will depend on if we're a righteous people or contrary people. And so we've been given this freedom of worship and here Madison's talking about, and that's got to be exciting from the point of view of a Christian nation, which we were founded as because we believe in the truth of the gospel. Now, what you do have, the problem you have today that's been developing for decades is that You no longer really have freedom of religion and worship in america because you've started to get hate laws and civil rights laws supposedly where you're no longer allowed to tell the truth for example about how destructive homosexuality the lgbtqia soup lifestyles are right you're no longer allowed to tell the truth and and there's a number of other ways we could look at it that's just the one that popped in my head and so christianity isn't being given a fair trial today right it's being suppressed or oppressed or attacked in just almost every single area of culture and our institutions but when given a free trial right and you can see this in countries where the oppression is far worse than what we have at the moment although we're heading there right the greatest growth in christian religion today is not in the united states sadly ironically to our shame but in asia and africa right in these places where they've known real oppression And they see this freedom and liberty offered by Christ. One more, Ezra Stiles, we've talked about him a number of times. Uh, President of Yale gave a great speech that we've talked about a few times. Religious liberty is peculiarly friendly to fair and generous. Disquisition, not sure I pronounced that right, but here deism will have its full chance nor need libertines more to complain of being overcome by any weapons but the gentle the powerful ones of argument and truth revelation the bible will be found to stand the test to the ten thousandth examination so he's saying religious liberty is really Most friendly to Christianity because it's a religion that doesn't have to force people into it. You put it out there as an example, you use logic and reason and truth and tell people about Jesus Christ and he'll do the work. And so, freedom of worship, and you can see this, right? Because you don't have freedom of worship in atheist countries communist socialist countries you don't have freedom of worship in uh, muslim buddhist hindu countries you have some that claim it in name but not an action not really the only place that you get true freedom of worship is in a country with the principles of christ at work ironically because then people are free to choose that faith that provides that religion and liberty, faith in Christ and his teachings, or they choose to reject it and go toward those other forms of government. But if we have true freedom of worship here, people will come to Christ based on persuasion, truth, right? And that's what our founders, again, that's the bottom line. They knew that. You can't force people to faith. Even in these countries where you where you do, those people don't really have faith. They're just saying it out of fear, right? The, I mean, there's, there's some that fall into that category. So God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.